Salutations, everybody. Salutations. James Britton 16 asks, has anyone else called a tenfold hatter? Uh, I'll respond by saying, I don't think anybody has like the balls to call me a fucking tenfold hatter because I'll hit them with the facts. And if that doesn't like explain the point of view, I, I, I look them straight in the eye and I say, you, what's almost crazy, what's tenfold hat conspiracy is the fact that you believe the government's here to take care of you. And with that being said, Thank you, my friends, for tuning into this edition of Instagram Live. I'm your host, Moisero, Freedom Faction, whichever you prefer. And by the time many of you will be listening to this, it'll be Thanksgiving. It'll be Thanksgiving. And I, and I actually do mean that, James. Um, I think the closest thing that somebody can call me when they're like, oh, you're a tinfoil hat to a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist. The easiest thing can hit me with is, oh, you're Joe Rogan or you're Alex Jones. And the sad part is about, you know, any of that is a lot of that stuff can be explained, you know? So um, that's the closest I get to being called a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist is somebody who's actually been vindicated and validated with a lot of the information they put out. So uh, yeah, again, with that being said, thank you ladies and gentlemen for tuning into this edition of Factions of Freedom. It is Tuesday, which means it's Instagram Crew Day. And like I said before, by the time many of you will be listening, it'll be Thanksgiving. I haven't decided whether or not I will be putting out a podcast episode this week, uh, simply because I'll be having to record on Thanksgiving and I'll be spending time with my family. And as much as I appreciate spending time with you guys, I have a real family that is uh, that, that, that needs me. So... Um, if I don't end up saying hey to you guys this Thursday, or on Thanksgiving, or on Indigenous Peoples Day, I hope that you have a wonderful time with your family and that it is not filled with politics, uh, contention, and hatred. I hope that it's filled with love, kindness, compassion, empathy, uh, and more. You know, <clears throat> I don't think I put this in the uh, the chat real quick. It's um. Uh, it's being funky. It's being funky. If you guys want to support this operation, you could do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive membership program. By joining, you guys actually help us uh, fight censorship, ensure content delivery, help develop and build this infrastructure. Uh, I think maybe not this episode, but in the future, I'm going to have to have an actual conversation about how we're running and gunning at this point. Uh, we haven't fully migrated over to Parlor. We have a fair amount of followers over there. Uh, we have people that have followed us on every single pl platform. You know, MeWe, Minds, uh, Parlor, Gab, Float, and even thankfully, you know, uh, uh, our Telegram channel, which I would definitely recommend you guys to join. I'll put the link in that for the description bar below. Uh, you know, but I'm gonna have to have a discussion in the future about what our operation looks like for a number of reasons. Um, we're being nerfed and we're being censored over here on Instagram and it would be again counterproductive to give attention to the very system that's designed to throttle and censor us. And so we're, we're, we're trying to figure that out. And I think come 
2021 will be a little bit more equipped. I think 2020 showed us like, uh, again, the influence and the reach. And that plays a huge part in how I'll start this whole transmission. I'm gonna be linking up with some people here locally uh, called the New Mexico Freedom Alliance, where they're getting together basically different groups around the state to help combat things like this, stuff that we talked about over here on the show, uh, forced manda uh, 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 mandatory vaccinations, uh, social isolation, um, all this type of stuff, quarantining people, and I'm, I'm, I'm behind on that. So how crazy would it be if uh, your boy joined a statewide council where we just basically rally the, the, the citizens to get out, sign my petitions and stuff, and I, I, I didn't bring it with me, but there was like another petition I was supposed to sign. I'm gonna I'm gonna copyright it and give it out to a whole bunch of people, but they're stopping mandatory vaccinations. And so, again, I think what I'm trying to say as I intro this is uh, support this organization because apparently we have much more influence and pull than we think. If 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 I have time, I'll try to get into it. That's one of the topics I wanted to talk about: the difference between power and influence. I feel as though I have no power whatsoever but I have a massive amount of influence. Um, and so if, if, if we have time, I'll try to get into that. But this is what happens when you stay on your grind. You know, you don't, you don't slack, you improve, you escalate, you intensify, you grow. And when you do that, people begin to recognize the work. And even if they don't recognize the work, you're still on your own mission. So support this organization by joining our patreon.com exclusive membership program. I'll put the link for that in our description bar below, as well as our Telegram channel. I think right now we are hovering somewhere over 200 uh, subscribers, which is pretty cool. And I'm sitting out, you know, again, articles, videos, uh, PDFs, documentaries, podcast episodes, um, everything that I really don't have the ability to rapidly post on Instagram is where I just kind of dump on Telegram. So if you guys want more information outside of the exclusive ship, exclusive membership but you want you know just more content download telegram join our channel get involved last little update and then i'll go ahead and get started you heard me talk about it last weekend or at least on the last uh, podcast episode with you guys how towards the end of 2020 which we are running up on quickly over 50 million americans are expected to be food insecure one of the things we've talked about throughout the entirety of this year unfortunately, uh, is the fact that we have My Patriot Supply, storable goods company that was able to open up two different facilities whenever all this pandemic nonsense went down. They had a eight week window where if you ordered something, it took eight weeks to get there. Now you get in like a week or two, I would definitely recommend you guys get it because inflation's gonna hit, next year's gonna hit, you already have uh, stores saying, oh, you know, you, 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 you can only have so much, you can only, you, you already begin to see them like rationing out stuff. Uh, we, we covered it just last week with you guys, uh, you guys, food banks being overran. Get yourself my, get yourself storable goods. If not through My Patriot Supply, you know, whoever your local distributor is, think about these things. This is what I'm doing. So I'll go ahead and get rid of those updates. There's probably more, but that's about all the time we have. Um, I'm going to shoot you guys straight. Unfortunately, I didn't charge the iPad, and so I'm not sure how much power we have, which also equates to how much time we have. Uh, normally it's about two hours. This time we're under the uh, we are under the penalty of working against the energy power of of the iPad. So I'm sorry for that, but uh, that's one of the reasons why you guys kind of may see me fly through a couple things. It's because we're not racing against time, uh, but we're racing against power. Um, but here, 
let me fly through some of these topics with you guys, and then I'll go ahead and intro this and start make, stop Mick babbling and, and, and get a show together for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about China living in biblical times, you know, things like the social credit score, how they're making war against the saints, the breakaway civilization, offshore technocrats, uh, you know, localized action, which plays a huge part in things like this when I talk about uh, getting together with like-minded folks and doing the work here. It's cool sitting over here on, on, on Instagram and, you know, being a, a social media celebrity, sure, whatever the fuck. It's even more important to get out there and do the work. I'll play, I'll, I'll, I'll try to hit that hard when we come up against it. Uh, we'll also be talking about the Great Reset, the Global Reset, and what I want to start calling the Great Resist, right? They say that uh, they have a plan to reset the entire world. Well, I feel like this also gives us an opportunity to reset our views, inject ourselves into the conversation, and begin to get, and, and begin to form our own narrative. Uh, government canceling holidays, power versus influence, as I said before, uh, you know, and, and 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 are things too far gone to change our path? Um, the reason I say that, I should have phrased it a little bit differently, is I feel like things are so polarized these days. Is there any way? to turn this ship around. I'll get into more of that later on. And lastly, apparently there is a mysterious obelisk which has found itself a, a mysterious metal monolith discovered in the remote areas of the Utah desert. That's that's super crazy. I feel like that's really, really cool. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and read this article from, from, from summit.news and I'll intro the episode and then we'll continue on. It says, as if 2020 could not get any more bizarre. A mysterious space odyssey-style metal monolith has been discovered in the remote areas of the Utah desert. While, some, while state workers were counting some bighorn sheep from a helicopter, they spotted something out of place, a 12 feet tall metal monolith that had been installed in a secluded area of rock. Goes on to say that the Utah Department of Public Safety said that the object was found in a quote, very remote area of the desert deliberately withholding its location to prevent people from attempting to visit. Quote, it is illegal to install structures or art without authorization or federally managed on federally managed public lands, no matter what planet you're from, said the department's uh, statement. And there's a little tweet right there uh, to, from who's that, Andrew, Andrew Adams? I mean, it, it doesn't show it, but goes on to say that that's, quote, that's been the, about the strangest thing I've come across out there in all my years of flying. Helicopter, helicopter pilot Brett Hutchings told Seattle, Salt Lake City broadcaster KSL-TV, quote, one of the biologists is one of the ones who spotted it and we just happened to fly directly over the top of it, Hutchings added, quote, he was like, whoa, 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 turn around, turn around. And I was like, what? And he's like, whoa, there's this thing back there. For real, this is how it has it quoted. Uh, we've got to look at it. We're thinking, is this some NASA stuck? some NASA things stuck up there or what's going on here? Are they bouncing satellites off of it? Whatever. Very, very interesting. Uh, my mindset, it goes on to talk about it. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. You guys will find information about that as we go on. What I find very interesting about it is as this has come out, more information about the Georgia Guidestones has become recirculated. It's become recirculated. The Georgia Guidestones were literally and deliberately calls for a management of the population. Now, before I get all conspiratorial with you guys and deep into this stuff like I like to, I'm going to be a little bit normal and a little bit human with you. 
look this way instead of the computer. You know, this past weekend, I was uh, engaging in some events that I don't feel pub I don't feel right publicly disclosing. But what I will say is some of the events I took, some of the events and things I did afterwards were pretty, pretty badass. Basically everything I did like this past Saturday was badass, not gonna lie. And I can't talk about it because it's, 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 it's another organization, blah, blah, blah. But when we got done doing what we were doing, we ended up having beers and steaks at somebody's house, you know, and it was super cool because I brought like Coors Light and some kilt lifters, you know, and a cigar. And I was all excited and fired up. I had my, I had my, uh, my sidearm. It was great. You know, and before all the festivities and things take place, you know, I, I, I sat down with this 60 year old Filipino man, 60 year old Filipino man. It's like, he's like, uh, with like a, with like a Sam Adams in his hand, he's all, EJ, and, he, and you can, you can feel the hesitation and, and the, the apprehension for what he's about to say coming from him with his beer in his hand. He's like, EJ, looking around, he's like, I worship America. <laughs> and, and it was the way that he said it, they really, really hit hard, right? He says, you know, EJ, I come from, I come from the Philippines, you know. Did you know you have to, it, it, it takes about 10 years to join the to join the American military if you're in the Philippines because you're very poor, but they work with you over this time period. But I did it. I did it. I joined the military and I'm very proud to be an American and I'm very proud to work, to, 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 to work for this country. You know, and you can see the tears somewhat coming out of his eyes because he's like, you know, I got to take my daughters back to the Philippines because, and he, and he looks at me as he's about to say this, sketchily around and says, EJ, you know, I love dog. I love dog, but when I came to America, I couldn't find places that were cooking dog the way that I like, but I, when I came to America, I gave up dog because I wanted to convert to the American way of life. I got to take my kids back there because while they're born American, they don't understand why I care so much about what's happening. And he goes on to tell me like basically his life story. And I tell you, you know, being like literally half his age, it really hit me hard. You know, it really hit me hard having this, this, this Filipino, this Filipino guy, you know, treat me like with seniority and call me, sir, but say, you know, I worship America, EJ. And it's a, it, it breaks my heart to see to see this anti-American rhetoric. And, you know, here I am, I'm like, yo, bro, I come a long way from looking at ghosts and UFOs to having, to having patriotic conversations post, uh, post functions and events. And so, you know, it's just this, it's, it's, it's this trading of energy, so to speak, right? Of just like passing down, like, hey, you know, we didn't know, we didn't know things were this bad. We didn't know that people didn't care. And that was just one of the conversations. There were multiple conversations throughout the entire day where I was getting handshakes, again called sir, thank you for all of this, that, and the third. And the reason I say all this is because I get this, I get that same type of like love and understanding and appreciation here, right? People saying, oh, I appreciate what you do. Thank you. Oh, I love the work you're doing. Ah, la, 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 la. I hear that. I read that. 
but it's not the same when again you have somebody who's basically twice your age saying thank you thank you uh, i've not joined the military but thank you for your service like, like i'm like i'm doing something special it's like no i don't really think i'm doing anything special i think what i'm doing is seeing abject evil chaos and tyranny spread like a fucking virus and all i'm doing is what a natural human would do they would fight they would fight it at every single level they could but you see, that's because I grew up in that. I, I, I grew up with this mindset. He does, he, he, you know, didn't. And so hearing somebody like me, this young black kid over here talking to this like Filipino dude and over here like having counsel with like multiple people being called sir, it's, I guess for other folks, it's refreshing. For other folks, you know, they don't, I guess for other folks, they don't have an Instagram live that they can tune into every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> They don't, they don't have a, they don't have a freedom faction. They don't have a factions of freedom. They don't have a fellowship of freedom. They don't have like things where I just pull people up. They don't, they don't have this. What they have is their little, their, their, their world. And this is my lifestyle fighting this. This is my, <laughs> I'm growing up in this and I don't think I'm going to stop anytime soon. And so I think, you know, to, to, to start this transmission off saying that there is for sure a massive paradigm shift taking place and a crazy energetic transference, that, uh, that would be like an understatement, you see? Truly a understatement. But at the same time, I also have to tell you guys this and impart this to you so that you understand the things I'm kicking to you. I'm not just saying this to sound like sensational, controversial, or just like deep or woke or whatever the fuck. I'm shooting you straight. And I feel like that's, that's the problem. As folks don't get shot straight these days, we don't get right back to the point or we don't really know how to be honest and authentic. And that's not cool, man. That's not cool. Uh, and so when I say again that I'm one of these black dudes that's not, a, that's not down for all this stuff, it's a different representation when you are for real the only black dude in a room full of multicultured people and you're the youngest one spitting the truth. It's different. It's different. And so I'm just learning, I guess I'm just learning to, I think what I'm trying to, again, impart to you guys, I'll say this and start getting into the topics because I'm, 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 I'm reminiscing. I think what I'm saying to you guys is I'm beginning to understand again, my influence, my power, this position that has been granted to me and blessed to me and what's required of me. Like, What's, what, what truly is required of me? And uh, again, I'm just humbled to be here in this capacity to help impart this wisdom and my experiences, hoping that it can help you guys, uh, because my God, the level, the energy levels are off of the chart. So let's go ahead and start getting into some of these art, some of these topics. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll shy away from some of the private things I'm involved in, and let's start getting into some global things that everybody else is affected by. <laughs> you know, the other day, the other day on the show, I was talking about how China is beginning to live in what we would consider biblical times. Just the other week, I read an article talking about how China was basically destroying churches and putting cultural centers on top of the, the remains. I equated it to something a little bit more brutal, a little bit more
more savage, a little bit more metal, where what could be the most destructive thing that you could do to say that your religion and your gods doesn't matter? It would be to destroy, to cut off your head, destroy your church, and then dance on your grave. And that's essentially what China's doing whenever they're installing cultural centers and factories and entertainment centers on top of churches. They're saying that there is no religion other than the state. I said this just two weeks ago, maybe last week, and now, I'm going to read you an article headline, and now you have at a virtual G20 summit, communist China dictator President Xi Jinping calling for a global QR code, a human tracking system as part of the COVID-1984 digital immunity passport system. Now, what they're basically saying in roundabout terms is we're making the mark of the beast. We're making the mark of the beast. Yep. <clears throat> the mark of the beast style system for sure. Now, think about that. They had to launch this in a not predominantly Christian country because in a predominantly Christian country, they'd be like, yo, this is the mark of the beast. You're trying to track and trace humans. You're trying to forcibly inject them with diseases and then have a, 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 a implantable microchip somehow put inside of that. That's the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the beast. They're making war against the saints in China. The destruction of churches, the burning down of buildings, the rewriting of the Ten Commandments. I'll say this and then I'll start getting these topics with you guys. You know, I just recently talked to you about how there was a mysterious metal monolith that, that popped out uh, in Utah. And then you have things like the Georgia Guidestones, where they're basically trying to rewrite the laws of man. Just a couple weeks ago, I talked to you guys. I talked to you guys about the breakdown of law and order, and how this also includes the social contract and politics. And now they have a new metal monolith being discovered in a new desert. What's happening? What you're seeing right now is an overriding of the old world order. I talked about this again just last week in the first segment ideological adaptation, the externalization of the hierarchy. When you have people like Klaus Schwab, uh, Jeff Bezos, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg basically coming out saying, no, we're going to do the Great Reset. You've got Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of Canada saying, the Great Reset presents for us a great opportunity. When you have them literally saying, we're going to fundamentally and radically shift the way the world works, that's how you know we're in this new world order. Let me read a little bit of, a little bit of this article and then we'll continue on. Uh, this comes from Jeffrey Grata. They put this up November 23rd. It comes from Now the End Begins. It says Chinese Communist President Xi Jinping wants travelers to adopt a global QR code system to help determine their health status and travel, quote, permissions in a post-coronavirus pandemic travel Great Reset. Says that the global elites behind the Great Reset have given us the entire year of 2020 to mentally prepare ourselves for the coming New World Order. And their puppet candidate at the center of it all, Joe Biden, is only too eager to get it started in his, in his brief stint as the 46th president of the United States. We've all been warning about the coming digital immunity passport, and now the country that gave us the Chinese virus is called for exactly that. I expect a cameo appearance from Bill Gates. And three, two, one. Let me read you real quick this biblical quote that many should know as we move forward into this world, right? Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18, talking about the mark of the beast style system. And he causes all, both great and small, rich and poor, free 
and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Prophecy is busting out on every level now, and it won't be long until Flight 777 on Titus 2113 Airlines begins to take a taxi on the runway. Make sure you have your flight on that seat. It goes on to be a little bit more ominous, but um, this, is, this is one flight you cannot afford to miss. Point the camera of your mobile device at the QR code in the main photo in this article and see where it takes you. We're moving past it. Uh, this next part comes from Breitbart News. It says, during the virtual G20 summit on Saturday, Xi called for a coronavirus, quote, global mechanism, which involves international recognition of health certificates in the form of QR codes to allow people to travel freely, according to state media. The dictator says that the system can be based on a nucleic acidic, a nucleus, nucleic acid testing results in the form of internationally accepted QR codes, reported the state news agency, Xinhua. So China's living in biblical times. They're living in the prophesied revelations where they're saying, hey, you're not, you're, and they said this just last year, we're gonna stop you from getting loans. We're gonna stop you from getting on the bikes, getting on trains, getting on airplanes. We're gonna stop you from letting your kids go to school if you've got a bad social credit score. Fast forward with COVID-19, they equipped their tracking trace program with their social credit score system and you can bet the people that didn't abide by the rules got a mark on their credit score on, the, on, on their social credit score what we're literally talking about right now again i cannot stress this enough i know i sound like a broken record but we're talking about the creation of the mark of the beast system like we're, we're we're truly in those days whenever i tell you that with every time i mention china how they've destroyed the churches and how they're, again, making war against the saints, that's because they have to get rid of the Bible as they introduce the, the Mark of the Beast style system because it has it in there. That's the, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the same way they got rid of George Orwell's 1984 right before they implemented the social credit score system because the answer is in there. You know, let me, let me move on a little bit more. Remember at the start of this pandemic when 1,440 CEOs left their posts? We had a little post on it on our Instagram. They said it was fake news simply because it was a, a meme instead of a factual document like they're typically used to us putting up. 1,440 CEOs left their post prior to the pandemic starting from certain places such as uh, the Under Armour, Victoria's Secrets, a couple other places. I don't have the, I don't have the list here in front of me. But what I'm trying to point out to you guys is the fact that those were CEOs of critical companies, offshore technocrats that had access to crucial information about the structure of the United States. And now that they've been able to remove those posts, re remove themselves from their posts, Bill Gates was one of those, one of these technocrats. He stepped out from, 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 from Microsoft. Now that they have that information about the infrastructure of the American system they're able to sell it off to the highest bidder which is usually china and then they're able to weaponize this information or steal the technology and then deploy it against us and that's exactly what we're seeing right now we're seeing the very same technology we have used against us 
Right here, Chinese propaganda outlet paid U.S. newspapers millions of dollars for sympathetic advertisements. Now, I won't go into this article, but that's exactly what it is. Russia is not over here infiltrating our uh, academic system. I don't see Russia producing anime. You get me? I don't see Russia getting involved in Hollywood. <laughs> I see China getting involved in anime. I see China getting involved in like video game development. I see China doing all kinds of uh, economic and cultural subversion, right? I don't see, I don't, I don't see me, uh, how do I, how do I say hey in Russian? talking smack about to lose lose the lose the flow of the show but you get what i'm saying these are the offshore technocrats these are the people who left their post this is cultural and economic subversion you see these are the people manipulating and monitoring society you know because i had a feeling that this would happen what i ended up doing the other day as i was trying to prepare for this episode was i did a little quick search engine uh, i am a nerd so I kind of come from like a video gaming, you know, technological computer background. Uh, for people who have played games like Fallout and for people who haven't played Fallout, I'm going to basically read to you real quick who the Institute is uh, and what they really are, right? This is a, it's, it's, it's an easy way for me to describe, again, the breakaway civilization. I talked about it just last week, the externalization of the hierarchy, uh, the breakaway civilization, is, 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 is that as well. These are like the counterparts, right? You have people who, 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 again, have full understanding and awareness of how society operates and so they've separated themselves from society so that they could inject certain stimuli, be they video games, uh, be they music, be they movies, TV series, whatever, what, whatever they may be, so that they can, again, social engineer, monitor and manipulate the society from a distance. Let me read to you real quick, uh, just a quick description as to the Institute. This is a video game where they're putting the same type of thing in here. Uh, but um, it talks about the Institute. Again, imagine in the future, people who were able to sequester off scientists, the elites, people with high IQs, engineers, uh, Renaissance people, you know, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, the cream of the crop. Imagine them breaking off into a secluded area of society taking the best of the best and then using them to make a better a better core society and then displaying those edicts down into regular day society let me read this and i'll continue on i'm sorry you're distracted it says that uh, the institute acts as the boogeyman of fallout 4 being responsible for the kidnapping of the player's sons and performing random kidnappings around the commonwealth if you would admit a few of the major locations in the game are Paranoid about sense, making any player curious about the history of the organization. This paranoia can range from killing random wastelanders out of fear to never wanting to leave the town. Players are able to join the Institute, which will help them look into the organization's pasts. While this is helpful, exploring the Commonwealth and talking to the inhabitants will also allow players to talk to learn more about the Institute's mysterious past. Um, it says that the Institute is located under what was once the CIT in Boston. This is a reference to the real MIT and explains why the scientists in the Institute are able to create sense. During the Great War, scientists from the CIT hid and created a community in the aftermath. In the years after the war, the scientists continued on with their experiments. This led to the creation of sense, which went on to terrorize the Commonwealth and its peoples. Um, 
then it goes on to talk about how you can uh, how they're making super mutants, how they're making synths, uh, crows, and spies, pre-war and re recreating pre-war animal animals. Uh, very very crazy stuff, dude. Like it's a very very interesting concept, which I appreciate. But the reason I'm talking about a video game and then talking about what's happening here in the real world is them again externalizing the hierarchy, saying, "Hey, no, there is a small percentage of the population which vastly controls this massive." which controls the world. You can call them the 1%, you can call them the Illuminati, this video game calls them the, the Institute, but this is again, them saying, hey, as we tell you to put your mask on, we're revealing ourselves. That's exactly what the previous, what, what last week's podcast episode was, ideological adaptation, the externalizing of the hierarchy saying, we do these things. If you wanna be a part of the power structure, go rat on your neighbors. If you wanna be a part of the power structures, become a contact tracer. If you want to be a part of the power structure, this is what you have to do. You see, because we're, 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 we're transitioning from the old world order into this new world order, you see, and this is a part of it. That's why they mean the great reset and why I'm trying to talk about the great resist. But getting back into talking more about the breakaway civilization, monitoring and managing and, and, and manipulating society, what this will do will lead to the creation of smart cities. Smart city technology is being created right now. If you guys are wondering like what I'm shouting at, I'm shouting at my laptop. There's no person here. Sometimes I just have to shout. It's, it's therapeutic for me. It's therapeutic for me to, to, to shout. Uh, sometimes I get generally very frustrated. Um, you know, just uh, to jump back into the stuff with you guys, uh, just last week on the podcast episode, I talked about what they call the Creo Syndicate. And I know that, again, sounds like something straight out of a video game. However, it's not. The club, the Creo Syndicate, works with around 200 families who pay a very reasonable flat fee to join and must commit to making their first investment in climate and sustainability within six months, according to the founder and the rector, Regine Clement. It goes on to talk about how the Creo Syndicate is a collection of families, again, the breakaway civilization, offshore technocrats, committing to global agendas, committing to Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, and more, the Paris Climate, Paris Climate Agreement, and all of this. This will lead to the creation of smart cities. Catch, I, I do. You have to understand, that's the plan. I unfortunately don't have as much information uh, on smart cities, more recent information on smart cities as much as I'd like to. Um, but the easiest way for me to kind of transition to talking about these types of things is what, you know, Klaus Schwab said and how this great reset will lead towards that. Smart cities are again, the part of the new world order. It's a part of the technocracy. It's a part of how they want to create things. They want to be able to track and trace everything, the internet of things. This is why you see, again, the technocrats making out like bandits during this whole pandemic, because as everything gets shut down, they have to go online. One of the, uh, just doing a quick member recall, one of the uh, princes of Saudi Arabia, Prince Mohammed bin Salman, talked about creating a smart city 33 times larger than New York City. Bill Gates also has a plot of land out there in Arizona. I, I, I forget the exact measurements and what 
what the space is, but he also has a plot of land out there in Arizona designed to create a smart city. There are also some, uh, again, uh, uh, separatist societies or smart cities, however you want to look at them, groups of people who have broken off to create smart cities, being aware of everything that's coming in Colorado and again, Arizona, Florida, um, and I think they're beginning to create some in Georgia. What I'm trying to say when I look at all this stuff is they understand that given the current nature of society, we are on the precipice for change. People are leaving populated centers and moving out to rural areas, right? Because of COVID-19 and the lockdowns, the strict measures, everything else that's going on, people are saying, I don't want to live underneath that tyranny. I want to live someplace rural, somewhere in the burbs, somewhere out in the country. That's what getting a part of the plan. Because as these cities crumble, they're going to be bought up for pennies on the dollar. They're going to consolidate that. So yeah, people are leaving the cities now. That's great. That's what they want. Drive property prices down, get people, rich billionaires, companies to come in, buy all that stuff up, turning them into smart cities, you know, where, where, where you have coffin apartments, uh, public, private transport, all this other crazy stuff. It's a very, very crazy agenda because we're going to see a lot of crazy stuff in the next coming years. Like, my God, look at how much has happened in just this year alone. Can you imagine where we're going to be in the next 10 years, in the next 30 years? And they have plans for that. In the future, and I said this just last week because I have to move on to topics. In the future, you're going to pay for privacy. Like, you're going to pay for privacy. If you've got everybody over there, you know, being a chip head, uh, and I mean that like, because everybody will have microchips and implantable microchips and stuff like this, or they'll have like wearable technology and things like that. I mean, my God, like you out, you go out there right now and you could get ratted on by your neighbors. My God, like the, the Oregon governor just asked for that. She said, hey, if you see your neighbors violating lockdown orders, call the cops on them. In the future, you're, you're, you're going to pay for privacy. You're going to pay to have the, the chips out your head. You're going to, oh, we're, we're live on our free infection page. I definitely thought we were on our podcast page. That's probably why we got all these people here. I hope it lets me save it. Um, in the future, you're gonna pay for privacy. You're gonna pay to be left alone. You're gonna pay to have like sovereignty and individuality because they don't want that. Free speech, defense, you know, any, any, anything that would represent sovereignty and individuality is going to be considered abnormal and strange in the future because they want us all to be literally on the same page. They want us to be, again, a part of this global community. Uh, they all want us to be tied in and chipped in together. You're gonna pay for privacy in the future. I know it doesn't make sense now because you, you've got nothing to hide, right? Right? Until you do wanna hide from this all-encompassing technocratic world that they have, you're gonna pay for moments of privacy. You won't be able to live offline unless you live off grid or you never get a phone or you never do any of this type of stuff. But no, you're gonna have to pay for privacy in the future. You know, uh, just to kind of touch back on what we were talking about beforehand at the start of the show, localized action, thinking global and acting local, being aware of things like Agenda 21, like Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, the Paris Climate Agreement, the Georgia Guidestones, 
you know, lockstep the Rockefellers being aware of all this type of stuff is good because I think what happened is we we got habituated to trying to show how woke and conscious we were on social media that we didn't take any of these proactive and productive steps in the real world. And what I mean by that is, again, localized action uh, because we have people joining us. I'll go ahead and let you guys know right here, trying to cover up these emails, these personal messages. Uh, but right here, I have in front of you a quick little, what you call it, this is a flyer. Yeah, a flyer in front of you that says concerned citizens for New Mexico. And during some of my escapades over the weekend, I came into contact with uh, many event organizers. And I was telling you guys briefly that I might be joining a council uh, for people joining a council for like-minded individuals so that we can muster and rally people here locally to show up either at the courthouse or show up on type of events and protests, getting signatures. I might be joining a council where we're able to help activate people from all over the state to help put down things like mandatory vaccines, to help uh, stop these lockdown orders, right? Because that's the only way these people are gonna listen is if you sue them, is if you get them in court, if you get them to say, you know what you're doing is unconstitutional, we need you to, you're being recalled, you're stepping down. That's what we're doing. You need to get involved in local politics. I know that sounds real crazy coming from me because I have never had faith in the system for this exact reason. But that also might've been done by design to create somebody that didn't give a crap about the system so that the system could run roughshod over us. That's why we say it all the time. You may not care about politics, but politics cares about you. We are quickly moving into a time period to where it's cool to sit over here on social media and to trade this knowledge and to do this, that, and the third, but that doesn't make any, any real progress, right? If you're not able to if you're not able to rally people in your local area, if you're not able to make change, if you're not able to spread the message, what are you doing other than playing fiddle dick on your phone? So that's what this page has basically become. It's like credentials. It's become like a, it's, it's become my COVID pass to say, I know what I'm talking about. That's what it's become. We need to step out from behind the screens, stop doing shit for the likes, and really get involved in our local area. There's a lot of people watching right now and listening on the replay that probably know more than me and probably are able to put it in a much better way and have, a, have, and have patience to see things through than me. But what's happening now is like, oh, somebody else will take care of it. Oh, every, oh, oh somebody else will do it. Nobody else will. That's the, th that's the sad thing. You have seen, people have seen me come up from being like a little page from behind the scenes to now I'm talking to you casually about joining a council of people here within the entire state to, to stop mandatory vaccines. Oh, but somebody else will do it. Bullshit. Nobody else is going to do it because nobody else has the passion nor the time. It's got to get to a point to where it hits home. Oh, somebody else will do it. Nobody else will. Nine times out of 10 people are cowards and they're scared because they understand they don't want that heat coming down. That's not the problem. You gotta learn to sacrifice some of your comfortability for somebody else's freedom. Thank you for your service, sir. The hell, I'm trying to survive. 
I don't want your kid. I don't want my kid. I don't want children shot up with a fucking vaccine that they know is going to be toxic. It's not, it's not heroic and it's not, it's, it's not like a powerful thing to fight. It's not, it's natural to get frustrated when you're confronted with these things. It's unnatural to do something about it. And so, yeah, you're going to have to think global and act local. You're going to have to see what these people are doing. You know, just the other day, I was saying like Antifa, they're gaining ground. And I don't mean that just like politically, bro. I mean that like ideologically speaking. I mean that like maybe I'm playing too many video games. You know, you got you 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 have different districts in your area that are being like controlled, if not by Antifa, by globalist like factions that are trying to basically destroy and corrupt your economy. And if you don't have people who are aware of the Illuminati, of the of of, of of Agenda 21, of Agenda 2030, of what these people are trying to do, then guess what? You're going to be one of those districts and in one of those counties that's going to be catering to this agenda. Like, ha <laughs> it's crazy because there's, there's, there's going to be a point in time to where I can talk so much about America, but that I'm also going to have to do stuff here in my own, in my own local area. There's going to have to be not, not, not a freedom faction, but a New Mexico faction, right? There's gonna to have to be a California faction. There's gonna to have to be a Utah faction. There's gonna to have to be a different faction for different states doing the type of work to try to fight back this tyranny. And I've wondered about that for quite some time. I wonder what it'll look like. And it's gonna happen out of necessity because we can't just keep sitting here trading conspiracies, acting like everything's okay, and then saying, oh, shucks, look, I knew they were gonna do that. Yeah, they did that because you didn't do anything to put it back. You didn't you didn't do anything to, to tell it to stop. If anything, you're, oh, yeah, I knew they were going to do that. You, you emboldened them to do that. You allowed for them to do that. Your ineptitude and your foolishness, your feckless behavior, allowed for this degeneration to take place. And I hope you're proud of it. I hope you're proud of it. And so, yeah, no, you're going to have to think global, act local. You're going to have to see these problems, see what they mean, and get out there and do something about it. Yes, support small businesses. Yes, go talk to your neighbors. Go, go, go find your elected officials and figure out that they're on notice. And if they begin to sway, they will be recalled. You got to put pressure on people. Yeah, it's not, it's not tough guy talk. It's not a threat. This is what we have in this great country the ability to disagree and then being able to back it up with other like-minded fellows so that we could, again, recall these individuals. And so I'm sorry to get frustrated about these type of things, but I think what I'm really trying to say is I'm addressing a deep, a deep ignorance, foolishness, and if you want the truth, like a laziness within like the truth for slash conscious community. You don't have to tell me that I know the system's corrupt. You don't have to tell me that hell yeah, burn it down at the system for sure. But then when these type of things happen, then we're like, oh, I knew it was gonna happen. Oh, you know, oh, you know, we, oh, see, oh, 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 oh. I knew it was gonna happen, but I didn't do anything to stop it. You're just as culpable. And so at a certain level, I think what I'm trying to say is we have to have accountability, uh, both within this so-called conscious community, as well as to ourselves. And so, yeah, I'm going to be getting involved in more local stuff. And no, I may not be able to come up over here and 
gradually distill it down to you guys. You might just get like word vomits in situations like that, where I'm saying, listen, we got to step up unilaterally. We're slacking, letting everybody else take, take the reins of the situation. This is again, a part of that paradigm shift. Old, the old, unfortunately, the old guard is dying. This next part I'm gonna be trying to get into you guys. I gotta jump over a couple of things to get into it. The old guard is dying. And we're over here playing fiddle dick on Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and all this other nonsense. And guess what? As the old guard is dying, they're, 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 they're getting in the worst. They're getting in the folks that want power. They're getting in the people who are corrupt. They don't have values. They don't have a future. They don't give a shit. They're, 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 they're getting them folks in. And guess what? They're just going to inherit the very same agenda and see it through. This, this boot camp, ladies and gentlemen, like, think about it. During my escapades over this weekend, I talked to this, like, 70-year-old dude named Pedro. Old white dude named Pedro. And he talked to me about a term because he, he, he was aware of, you know, the Overton window, the left-right paradigm, the technocratic tiptoe, the two-step tiptoe that they take, the two steps forward, one step back. He said, EJ. You're, you're not thinking, you're, you're not thinking, my son. He's like, you're not thinking, my son. He's, he said, the idea is to get everybody to become a communitarian. I said, what are you talking about, Pedro? He says, a communitarian. I was like, like a communist libertarian? He's like, yes, yes. Still, it's very globalist, it's very collectivist, but it has that subtle nuance, like, oh, you may have freedom, you may have choice, but still, it's in the best interest of the community. And I just listened to him kick me some wisdom that I won't be able to fully digest right now. I'll be able to explain it more in the future. But this is what I mean. The old guard is fully aware of, again, the infiltration of the subversion of everything that's taking place. The sad part is, is there's no reinforcements to step up the defense, right? You, 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 sometimes you guys, uh, when we have guests call in that are older than me, I tell them how the, how the reinforcements are here. And then when I talk about my child and then like the next generation that comes after me, how we are, how, 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 how we are the, the, the phalanx, the shield, the defense, we are the buffer for the next generation to come here. Problem is, is we don't care about what's happening. We just don't. And so when that old guard begins to die off, as they were the phalanx, as they were the shield, and we're like, oh, we don't care anymore. Well, guess what? They, they, advance, they advance that much more. Does this make sense? Dear God, I hope it does. Because <laughs> we're losing ground. And I can only hope that as moreover tyranny begins to show itself it lights a fire in the minds and the hearts and in the bellies of people that is necessary to rally the troops in ways that i cannot hope so you know because <laughs> i'll get back to i'll be i'll get back to being a communitarian i'm gonna jump back over here talking about power versus influence, sympathy versus empathy, and what I'm considered, what, what I'm gonna return or, or, or redefine uh, as adversarialism. You know, one of the things we talk about over here all the time is Satanism, but I think, I, I think for this particular topic, 
it would be better for me to redefine it as adversarialism. You know, I have no power. Nope. I have no power other than what God has given me. You guys see me struggle sometimes literally being able to hold my, my composure together and hold like a transmission and being able to hold a, a single thought. I have no power other than what God has bestowed upon me and what has been allotted to me that I can operate with. I think I have a lot of influence, but I don't have power, right? I'm not hiding behind some badge or some little blue check mark saying, oh, look, I'm, I'm official. I don't got that. I think I have influence. I think I'm able to influence the minds of people, but I have no power. And power is different from influence. That's why they say absolute power corrupts absolutely. I don't got no power because I don't want to be corrupted. I want to be able to tell people things. I'd like to influence certain things, but I don't want control. I don't want dominion. I want to be able to be as influential as the wind. You need it in your lungs, but you don't need it when you're swimming. Much. Maybe you need it more. You get what I'm saying? I don't have power. I have influence. And so with my influence, I've decided to be this type of this type of person. I've tried to say, you know what, here's, here, here's how I've gone about things. Here's where I've messed up and this is how it's helped me. The problem is now you have people who are seeking nothing but power for power's sake. They want power to tell people what to do. They want power to tell people they're not essential. They want power to tell people that, you know what, your God doesn't exist. Your God is dead. You're not going to worship religion here anymore. And that is, that is, that is, that's insane. Because now you have people who are literally getting off on shutting other people down. But think about that. That's not influence. That's corrupt power. That goes beyond the police state, beyond martial law. That's them saying, put your mask on and we'll get through this. Excuse you. This is this this is where we've entered into. And so now I've got to use my influence because I have no power. I'm not an elected official. I don't have a multi-million dollar company. Ooh. I have to use my influence to begin to expose the corrupt powers. This is why, again, you've never really heard me go on that rant that I did beforehand saying that we need to get involved in local politics. I don't want that. I want to be able to influence people with my natural, normal life. Again, telling you to vote with your dollars, vote with your lifestyle, get out there. Don't seek after power, create your own power. I now have to use my influence to expose the people that have power, that they're abusing it. And I have to pray to God that these people that have power don't use it on me. That's how this works. Because power is not influence, but influence could be powerful. And so, yeah, join up with local groups. Yeah, do your own thing. Yeah, figure out what is happening in your own local backyard. It's not going to be easy. Sad truth is, my friends, you're going to come into contact with Antifas, with Black Lives Matter, with Indivisibles, with even foreign agents that have been sent to your state to come into contact with you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, from personal experience, it don't matter what side of the aisle you're on. When you're out there in the streets, it's game time, okay? 
And so when I'm telling you, you're going to experience whatever it is I'm experiencing. God knows what. You're going to experience it in your own backyard. You got Antifa's in your backyard. You got, you got, you got Black Lives Matter in your backyard. You got agitators in your backyard. You got, uh, you got radicals. You got, you got, you have a lot of people in your backyard. The best thing you can do is rip off your mask and say, I reject every single one of you. That's the best thing you can do because if you go along with it, you embolden them. You're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to go through this. And that's why I don't, I can't lie to you guys. That's why I don't get the luxury of being, oh, stupid and woke and, and, and lame like that. I don't get that luxury. I have to tell you what's coming because it's already happened to me in, mo in, in, in more ways than one. In, in a lot of ways that I, I care to tell you about. But you're going to have to embrace it. And you're going to go crazy a couple of times over. But like many of you probably already inherently understands, no one will save you but you. And you'll get there through your own merit. And you have to do the work. You can't, you can't shortcut it. There is no scapegoat. The timer just popped down. It says I got about a minute, 40 seconds left. That I'm about at 29% battery power. And I am somewhere on this list of topics. I didn't even talk about uh, adversarialism, sympathy versus empathy, becoming ungovernable, the lockdown culture, things like that and more. You know, but uh, Hundo Bro says, what does victory look like? Staying alive. Resistance is existence. At this point, as you begin to see them strangle us like Jeffrey Epstein in the compliance, the only thing you can really do at this point is try to survive. Resist. Again, see what these people are doing. See what it means, but fight back. I don't... I don't, this ain't Sesame Street, bruh. I don't tell you guys to come up over here and say, put your mask on before we have a conversation. <laughs> I don't do that. What I do is I tell you the truth from the best way I see it. And right now at a ground level, all you can really do is, 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 is resist. If you want to talk about economics, group economics and making like, making ourselves known in that aspect, becoming an asset instead of an asshat, that's a different, different discussion. All we can do is resist. That is existence. But I got about 30 seconds to shut it down. Less than that. I want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this edition. We're going to try to take a break. If we come back, we'll be talking about this things and more. I'm not really sure. Uh, but I want to say thank you guys for tuning in to this edition. I'll be back again, Lord willing, next week, coronavirus free. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Zero, Freedom Fashion. Out. understand what's going on around you. You are in a state of war and you have precious little time to save yourself. It's a slow process which we call active measures the first stage being demoralization. It 
takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. The next stage is destabilization. What matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. The next stage is crisis with a violent change of power, structure, and economy, period of normalization. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C. We will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. bomb is ticking but every second the disaster is coming closer and closer the danger is real in a world where secret powers are in play where nothing is as it seems one brand of clothing gives crusaders of truth a voice one brand in the fight against terror, deceit, and destruction. We are not merchants of fear. We are not a parody of free thinkers. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat. This season, get ready to awaken the masses. Forget the politicians. Politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. Forbidden clothes. Because if you know, you know. Now arrives the hour of action. 
the White Rabbits, Infowars, Alex Jones, Stephen Crowder, and Owen Schroyer, Gavin McGinnis, Proud Boy for Life, God my witness, Mark Levin, Dan Bongino, you do business, Diamond and Silk, and Candace Owens, Kanye West standing with you while the flag is blowing. Across the pond, DePaul, Joseph Watson, homie, you're the bomb like jihadis in Boston. Unintended, so don't get offended. You snowflakes, safe space, fineless dependence. I'ma work my bloody hands to the bone while you dream about the day that you could get Roger Stone. The deep state, man, your cover is blown. About time that you sent Tommy Robinson home. Top off the jet, you did a lot of things you'll regret. Bill Clinton flying up in that Lolita Express. Shame on. You're not a racist if you voted for Trump. You're not a bigot if you wear a MAGA hat and get jumped. You're not a sexist if your girl makes you breakfast. You're not a privileged white male. Just ignore the idiot leftists. This is where my family fought to survive. Where they thrive with the immigrants who worked till they died. And they never had a beef with any temple or tribe. This is media controlling your minds. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Don't tread on me, I won't tread on you. Cut me, I bleed red, white, and blue. Homegrown and down to get dirty. I'm a mean south with my old 30-30. Brother, we can get it if you cross that line. You can take a look at my American mind. Fly over, drop him right on top. You know, just be. Shame on the man with the long tongue. Bad guys, they want you to run from. This land gonna break down the middle. Picking up steam like a Tennessee fiddle. Shame on the bullies in the blue states. Rocking video games with your roommates. You don't want to go to war with the right side. We've been looking forward to a fight for a long time. Stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because
Salutations, everybody. Salutations. While we wait for people to mosey on in here, I'm going to play a quick video of a, a situation at the Shanghai airport of them corralling thousands of people into the basement for COVID testing. Just like that, your rights can go. Salutations, my friends. That's a pretty fire song, I won't lie. XO, like spelled E X O H, by K Trek, bringing us in. Pretty fire track, I won't lie. I will try to not take up too much of you guys' time, and hopefully we can get some guests in here asking some, uh, some, some sweet questions and having some cool talking points. We'll put on some chapstick in between the break. Uh, let, me, let me go ahead and just tell you real quick some of the topics that um, we were supposed to go over, but I got fired up on in the previous segment. and basically was unable to cover. Um, here are, uh, where would you say we left off at? I think I got pretty stuck on localized action, uh, but we, we made it a little bit farther into power versus influence, sympathy versus empathy, adversarialism, the government canceling holidays, how that will create lockdown culture, and at the same time, people becoming ungovernable. You know, and is it, are, are we too far gone to change our paths? You know, communitarians, what will replace Republicans and Democrats, political escalations on both sides, um, things like this. You know, in the previous segment, I started off the transmission reading to you how they had found a mysterious metal monolith in the deserts of Utah and how I tried to equate that to um, essentially the, the Georgia Guidestones. Now, in this segment, we're going to be basically answering people's questions. I think we're still on our primary page. Freedom Faction, I don't think we're on our podcast page, so we might have the access to uh, some questions. But we're going to be joined by guests, answering questions, um, and getting everybody else's perspective on things. Because I feel like that adds an amazing element to the show and what we do. But beforehand, I was talking about the Georgia Guidestones. You know, the, again, this mysterious metal monolith that they found in the remote deserts of Utah. Um, again, and so many other things. I cannot stress enough how we are in the days of the paradigm shift and where they're trying to shift us into 
it, it, it's, it's not going to be good. Like nobody ever told history that, you know, this is how you're going to radically transform. This is our vision for the future. Uh, we need you guys to be history's actors and become our workers to do these things. Nobody ever said that in the future. Things just kind of naturally evolved to a point to where we have, well, we would think things naturally evolved into a point that we have now. But now, as we've reached a, a, a sort of twilight of this era, of this time, we're, we're, we're moving into, again, the fourth industrial revolution, the, the great reset, the paradigm shift, you know, and, and, and the age of Aquarius and so much more. We're, we're, we're drastically moving into a completely different way and total reformation of society. And so when you have, again, uh, people like Prime Minister Justin Trudeau come out advocating for the Great Reset, UN Secretary General uh, Antonio Gutierrez coming out advocating for the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, author of COVID-19, the Great Reset, advocating for a complete not necessarily dismantling or a destruction, but, uh, but I suppose a deconstruction of the previous existing world so that they could manipulate and construct something else completely, something new. You've got to think about how monumental that means, like what that truly means. That's them saying, hey, no, we are the controlling elites. We are your masters. We're doing this on purpose. And this is what we're going to do. Once we, once we get done with this crisis. And so I don't know if people can truly, I don't know if I truly can comprehend what statements like that mean, but this is where we are on the eve of Thanksgiving. Uh, again, at the twilight of 2020, the, the paradigm shift, the socioeconomic reformation, the socio-cultural reformation, the socio-political reformation, the fourth industrial revolution, the great reset, however you want to look at it, we're in that time frame, like now, and they have a massive agenda in store for us. And so, yeah, let me, uh, let me try to get re reoriented here. You know, everything truly is energy. You know, everything is, everything is energy. You know, if you think about us being fish, like schools of fish, how we're swimming in like an ocean of energy, everything is energy. And right now, there's just not a big school of fish over here on this side of the conversation where I'm at. And that's okay. You can see where the conversation is in this school of fish, in this discussion of energy. And as I briefly just, as I briefly just explained to you how many different things we are undergoing right now, it's that energy manipulation, ultimately, that I'm trying to bring to your awareness and to your attention. And when a fair amount of the population has been propagandized, brainwashed, broken down, and put into essentially a trance-like state, a lot of their energy has been hijacked. They are no longer conscious. They are now passengers in their own existence. They are not the architects of their own future. They are followers. Everything is energy. It can't be destroyed and it can't be created. It can only be redirected. And right now, they have got us in such a, a, a 
a fear-like mindset that we're easily manageable. Courage takes a little bit more work. It takes a little bit more dedication, a little bit more focus. But we are being manipulated into a position of subservience. We're not being told to dig deep because courage doesn't come from outside. Courage comes from in here. You build it yourself. You export that. You give it off. You live it. It's a thing. But we don't have courage today. No, we have fear. And so one of the things that I talked to in the previous segment or briefly tried to talk to you guys about was adversarialism. And how I want to kind of reterm uh, what I look of as, as Satanism. I want to reterm it as adversarialism. I'll still probably use inter interchangeably uh, Satanism and adversarialism. But for this particular conversation, I want to use adversarialism. These people feel like they have a absolute right and a duty to carry out this type of destructive and coercive stuff on the surface because they feel like they again have the right to be our adversaries only to put humanity into a different position. I know it doesn't make sense, but when you have videos of Antifa saying that destroying buildings uh, helps stimulate the economy, you have to understand the mindset again of the adversarialist, somebody that thinks that through destruction and chaos, they can bring forth a, 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 a new way of being again that deconstructivist mindset where they believe that they have to destroy the old world order in order to bring forth the new world order. Fear is being propagated everywhere. And that's why you have people using this low level energy frequency fear to make all of these shitty changes in society. It's the easiest way to describe it. You know, if they were courage based strength and love, they wouldn't have this much like restriction based to them but because it's fear it's got to be monitored it's got to be gauged it's got to be watched it's got to be categorized it's got to be itemized it's got to be it's got to be being countered and that's a problem you see because courage strength nah, take it or leave it doesn't matter that's not the mindset though not abundance not a plethora not wealth but fear and you know what comes with fear scarcity inferiority insecurity and more i hope i hope this is making sense again everything is energy and that's why they're trying to terrify and scare the hell out of everybody because they don't want people to have courage they don't want people to you know buy a burrito for that coworker that's or for that uh, for that employee that's working like a dog you know they don't want you to they don't want you to pay it for they don't want you to buy somebody else's gas they don't want you to you know help this old lady get her get her uh, get her her groceries in the car. Uh, she might have COVID, better stay away from her. They don't, they, don't, they don't want people to do actions based in love because when you do that, you don't really say, you know, pay me. You do that because you understand it's a duty. We have forgotten that. We have forgotten to do things out of a responsibility, not only to community, to others, but to this thing called reality, to humanity. And so as we move forward into this great, Reset this brave new world. I again ask you what values, what morals, what standards, and what expectations are we going to bring with us? Because my God, I already see us being dehumanized and degenerate, and we cannot allow for this to continue. We're moving into a dark age, 
and uh, you know we're bringing out some of the worst in us. But uh, speaking of bringing up people, let's go ahead and start getting on our guests. You guys already had an entire hour hearing me McRamble on things. Let's go ahead and start getting guests. You can send a request to join us. Uh, there's a little little button right here. For me, it's right here. But there's a little button with two people icons right there. You, you click it, and then you send me like a little request, and then we pull you on. Uh, and right here, it says that our first guest request is Jin Sun. That's Jensen with uh, a couple ends afterwards. Jin Sun. Hello. What's going on, Jin Sun? Yeah, I'm not bad, thanks. I hope you're all right. Uh, I just want to ask a quick question, then I just want to leave. I know it's a bit off topic. Please take me off topic, brother. What's up? I just, well, a few weeks ago I had a DMT breakthrough and I know it's a bit off topic and I know it's a bit of a, like a uh, sensitive topic, but I just want to know what you actually think about all that stuff. And, uh, I don't know, I just don't really know what to, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's, well, I know that it's real, it's in my mind. I don't know, it's just kind of confused me. Brother, what I'm going to do is message me after this. I'll send you the four-part, eight-hour series I did with J.C. Abbott and Adam Nixon, the Black Fighter podcast, oh, yeah. where we talked about d and Yeah, that'd be good. I... No, 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 you're fine. I'm, I'm definitely not trying to cut you off or shortcut you. I'm, I, I want you to get as much. I want you to get all of it because I definitely have a lot to say. Oh, no, but um, I'm glad that you've um... – that you've told me about that because I was actually trying to look for something on your uh, website. I just couldn't find anything. Uh, but I'm glad that you've told me about that. I'll definitely take a look. I will. I will send it to you. Um, but tell me about yeah. your yeah. That'd be great. Tell me yeah. About your experience, bro, because I'm extraordinarily oh. curious. I'll just prattle off factoids, but I feel like somebody explaining their DMT experience during lockdown would be much more of a revelation than hearing my thought process on it. I'm, I'm extremely curious. Please. So basically, I went into this breakthrough not prepared at all and just not knowing what the, you know what I mean? I didn't know what the hell I was getting myself into. I just did it. I did it for stupid reasons. I wasn't doing it to to help myself and to heal myself. But anyways, I did. I ended up doing too much. So I ended up, as soon as I came back into this reality, I'd forgot where I'd just been. It's. Uh, I ended up thinking that I would that I'd been possessed by a devil, and it wasn't playing on my mind in a really negative way. To be honest with you, I kind of turned it into a positive. We were like, uh, I don't know. It felt really demonic and really. So anyway, the whole week after, yeah, I had this deep feeling like to just go back in there, just try break through again. Because I obviously didn't think that broke through. I had this really deep gut feeling, and you know, my mates were telling me, "No, don't do it. It's stupid. Not after you've been through last time. What you've been through last time." But I'm like, "Nah, fuck this. I need to to do this because I've just got this really deep, deep gut feeling, and I just know that I need to go with it." So anyway, I took a week aside, fully prepared, fully went into it with a lot of respect. Like that was my mate because that's what it taught me from what I remembered last time, to respect it. Yes. So I went in with heaps of respect, uh, meditation before to clear my mind. And anyway, I ended up doing about 40 milligrams, which should 
usually be a breakthrough dose. And uh, I did a little ritual before just for peace of my own mind. And I went into it and I was in this really deep meditative state where I wasn't really getting any visuals or anything. I was just kind of in a black, well, I had my eyes closed, but I was in a black space. I remember just getting that overwhelming feeling and remember the feeling from last time. And I just kept saying, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to say, all week in preparation, I was praying. Just praying, and I was praying about a lot of things, but one of the main things I was praying for is to show me what I need to see. And um, anyway, after I did this, it, it brought me straight back to where I was because it was like a blank space in my head from the time before where I thought it was demonic. And um, it was my breakthrough. And basically what I kind of felt was, uh, I can't really remember much of it, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I went pretty deep. Uh... I remember when I was on my way there, I wasn't in the tunnel, but it was like, it was like I was getting a download of like an eternal download of information and it was kind of showing me what, what's real, if that makes sense. I can't really describe it, but it's kind of showing me what's, what what's real. It's, it's hard to describe. No, no, no. But You're doing fine. I appreciate it. I just want to interject real quick. Because my thought process is, you said you didn't have the breakthrough the first time you went through. Do you think that compulsion no. of like where, where it was calling back to you, do you think that compulsion was the other side trying to communicate with you saying, hey, you were almost able to establish a connection, but we no. need you to try a little harder to, again, show the DMT the respect it deserves before you cross no. the threshold. Do you think it was, again, the other Sorry. side of the reality trying to communicate with you? Yeah, I think it was, but the first time I did it where I explained, I will have explained it not very well, but when I came and touched back, as soon as I touched back down in this reality, you know, where you can't even, you, you, you can't even, you don't recognize anything, but you know you're back in your body. I'd completely forgot about what just happened, so it left a blank space in my mind. So that initial trip, I broke through. So then I had that deep calling to try break through again, even though I'd already broke through, but I just didn't remember. And I ended up doing it, getting in a really meditative state of mind when I were in there. And it ended up bringing me back to that exact moment and showing me. And in that moment... All I can kind of describe is that I was, I don't know, I was in this weird place and, um, you know, I was going crazy because I didn't know what had hit me. And um, it felt like there was something inside of me. Oh. It literally felt like there was something inside of me and it felt like I was kind of one with the whole experience. But I'll tell you something that was really freaky. And I've heard this other people say this as well. When I was at the peak of it in this place, I didn't know what was going on. I can't really remember it, but I remember I got this feeling in my stomach like a big laser beam or a shotgun had shot through it and it felt like something had either come into my stomach or been ripped out of it. And this sensation came all the way up my body. Now, even though I didn't have a body, like, even though you know I was in that different place, it felt like it came all the way up my body, into my throat, stop at my Adam's apple, and I started choking and frothing. And it felt like I was coughing up blood and it felt like something was in control of me. Now, that's what I remembered as soon as I came down. So that kind of made me think, well, was I just possessed? Well, well, just, 
but I don't know what what it was. I don't know if it was a bad reaction. I don't know if it was part of the experience. I don't know. Well, you, I, what, what's crazy is I've heard I've heard this same type of experience uh, through other 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 happenings, and what I mean by that is like people that have suffered from abduction experiences, alien abduction phenomena, and and, and, and situations like that. Yeah. They talk about their light body somewhat going through like a surgery type of experience. Uh, people that have also done ayahuasca yeah. and DMT have also talked about this as well, how uh, spirit shamans conduct light surgeries on their bodies. They talk about rods of light entering them at like key parts of their, of, of their body, like right there at their mm -hmm. heart chakra, I don't know what it is, uh, at their pelvis, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and in their head. And then again, going through that excruciating pain as if they're having like surgery conducted on them. But again, the thing is, yeah. is they're having an out of body experience. They're having like a supernatural occurrence and this isn't happening to their physical body. So as you're saying these things, exactly. you're, you're, you're ironically enough having a textbook um, experience. Now, if you could explain to me what you mean by something taking control of you or something not necessarily possessing you but assuming you, right. do you think that was the DMT itself, the experience? Could it have been a spirit trying to walk in? Because I, I know you've definitely joined us uh, before and talked about some of your other paranormal encounters. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it, it had to exactly. do something with that? Um, well, that's what I was thinking when I came out. But the, but the thing is, wait, as soon as I came out of that experience, I had no idea what actually had just happened. Like, I'd, I'd lost memory of it. So that left me really confused anyway. But when I was there, I mean, I don't know. I felt like I were a different being. Like I literally felt like I were a different being. And I remember my visual moving left to right in a robotic manner. And it was like I could feel it inside me. It's like a certain type of power. Power in it. I remember man, not an entity or anything. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying what what came into my mind and what it told me was that I was on the highest level, the highest level of something, and I have no idea what it was. But I remember after after it telling me that, I felt like I would won't be able to live with myself for the rest of my life. But I forgot what what level it was like talking about. Was it like a was it like a guilt type of ah? Oh, I wish I would have known, or was it like what was what was the emotion associated with that new information? Mm. It was, it were evil. It felt like, it just felt evil. Felt evil? I don't know. I didn't feel evil when I was there. It felt evil when I was coming back down. Like, it felt like, no, it, it, I don't know, because I can't really, I'm, I'm kind of lying to you because I, I can't really remember what, you know, I'm not being accurate because I can't really remember what I, what I experienced, but it was like, I don't know, it was just, it was guilt, it was like evilness, it was like darkness, it was like what it's just told me, like, Oh, and the, I don't know. No, no. I don't. I can't remember what it. The reason I ask is because you know sometimes whenever people come back from trips, they can have very positive experiences, but because of the environment in which they're coming back into, isn't necessarily conducive to the to the trip. That experience sometimes yeah. gets muddied because of the environment. And so I ask the question of you know, are you sure the 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 experience was evil, or do you think it was the the realization of what just happened that may have been associated with negative emotions. Because sometimes whenever people have like these breakthrough experiences and they have themselves revealed to themselves, here, come, here, ugh, here comes the yeah. guilt, here comes the shame. 
and it's not necessarily bad. It's again a part of it. It's a it's, it's a continuation of the DMT experience to where you're still digesting the information. Yeah. Does that make sense? Do you think it was? Yeah, it, it, was yeah, like yeah. it makes it, yeah, it makes exact sense. I mean, it makes yeah, total sense. And I mean, I can see. I mean, I'm pretty young myself to have done what I've done, and that was one of the realizations when I was going through it. It was like, whoa, like what the like, what have I gotten myself into? It was like I thought I was going to be completely changed in a bad way for the rest of my life. Like it was really traumatizing when I was going through it, like the most trauma I've ever experienced. And I mean, I dealt with it really well when I came back. I mean, an hour or two later, I felt myself again. I mean, I don't, I don't know. And that kind of scared me within itself because I just don't understand how I kind of felt myself again so soon after something like that. I don't know. Man, you're having like a you're having a transcendental experience and trying to go back into your normal routine. Like everything yeah, in your exactly. normal routine didn't just get revealed during that transcendental experience. And so a lot of people that end yeah. up having these trips, they 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 talk about how they were revealed to themselves. Um, and I know I know a couple of people that have been kicked off of hard drugs doing things like DMT and ayahuasca because they said, you know what, they they the the drug revealed to me that this was the problem that i you know, even um even shucks who I, for, I forget his name right now um uh, uh, graham hancock uh, even mm. even graham hancock has come out and talked about how, how ayahuasca has helped him quit marijuana showing like his dependency upon it and so a lot of the times with mm. these drugs these deep psychedelic drugs that have like transcendental moments with us is it, rever- it, 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 it reveals that subconscious to us in ways that take time for us to digest. And again, that's, 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 that's why yeah. I wanted to hear your experience during a lockdown. You know, like what type of stuff I mean, I w- you were exposed to? I mean, I wish I could tell you more about it, but it's just it's so hard to remember. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I understand. It's, uh, yeah, it's like, sorry. No, you're, you're fine, man. You're you're trying to you're trying to distill an extraordinarily complex spiritual experience with words. So I'm sure it's difficult. Uh, it's just this one thing, this one more thing that it's kind of what's popped in, kept on popping into my mind after, which I have no experience of experiencing when I was there. But it was like I don't know, there's pyramids, man. It's kind of like it's kind of like we all live in a period think about there's a grass meadow and there's a pyramid in the middle it's kind of like we live in that pyramid like what i'm already explaining to you you already know but it's like we're almost living in that pyramid and we can't escape if you think about it in this reality nearly all things most things is structured on a pyramid structured as a pyramid if you think about it the structure of things it's like kind of like Kind of like it feels like we're living in a game. I don't mean that literally. You know what I mean? I don't like, mean that like we're living in a simulation. So it kind of feels like we're... It is, I'm kind of feeling that we're living in a game and it's something to do with them pyramids and them ancient Egyptians. And I don't... It sounds crazy what I'm saying and you won't be getting what I'm trying to say because I can't put it into words. But it's like, I don't know. It feels like... So like wherever I went, I know that I went too far and I know that I saw too much. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I'm pretty, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, bro. I, uh, when you go listen to that four-part, eight-hour series I did with J.C. Abbott and Adam Nix, the Wayfinder podcast, you'll hear Adam, or you'll hear, you will hear J.C. say somewhat 
of the same thing. He says he remembers having a paranormal encounter where he thinks he did too much. It's like daily experience where he did too much to where he came into contact mm. with the machine elves and they took him to see how people's fates were charted. Now, Whoa. there's a movie come out a couple years ago called, I think, The Adjustment Bureau with Matt Damon. And he's running around with some <laughs> hot chick and they're running around like tracking people's fates with a little with a little black book. Now, you can yeah. say that's art imitating life or life imitating art. But back to the clockwork elves, this is an entity that has almost as long as a history as the fae folk, as the fairies. But the clockwork elves mm -hmm. being a part of that hierarchical structure on the other side in the spiritual world to where they somehow have access to people's life patterns. This is a very real thing. So when you're saying that you mm, feel like yeah. you saw too much, like you're like we're living in a video game, like we are avatars within a greater system, mm. you're not alone in saying that. People like Elon Musk has said that. No. That's the simulation theory. That's the holographic universe, the electric universe. People. Yeah, but that's that's people what I'm scared. Well, this is. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, but this is what I'm scared of. It's like. I'm scared of falling into this kind of, I don't really want this experience to kind of separate me from reality, if you know what I'm trying to say. It's like, I see so many people get separated from reality from groups, you know what I mean? It's like, and I hear you speak about it quite, <coughs> quite a bit as, as well, because I've no idea what I went through. And, you know, I know I experienced, I know I experienced everything when I was there. That's another thing I forgot to tell you. It's like I was everything. It's like I was everything in the universe. And it's like one thing it's told me is, one, one positive I've got out of it is it's just like, wow, just, I know that my life goal is just to help people. I just need to help people. I don't care if I don't know and no money. You know what I mean? As long as I can put food on my own plate, my kids' plate, my family's plate, as long as I help people, that's all what matters. Because I don't care about any of this materialistic shit. I never did, but I, 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 have, I know the meaning to why I never did now. It's like... None of it fucking matters, man. Like, oh, it's, it's like a trap. It's like living in a game and it's so hard to level up. It's so hard to level up and I see you leveling up. I see you on that high level, you know what I mean? You're leveling up every day and I'm just trying to fucking get that motivation but, to get on that track, to level up, but it's just, I don't know, man. Of that, you already, it's kind of hard. You're starting, you already started the process. Think about it. I don't want to say I'm treating life like it's a game, but... No, I'm, no, of course. Not. I'm also treating life like it's a, uh, like it's 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 more malleable than we think, and I say that because you yeah. said it right there. This materialistic stuff it keeps us bogged down. I feel like if if we start talking about mm. racism and stuff, that's a mental illness, bro. You can't. You, yeah, it is it's definitely. a mind virus, and there are a lot of things that are designed yeah. to keep you trapped at like a a, a a a low level, low energy mindset to where you're not able to transcend your current operating like space when i tell you that we've operated mm. and we've transformed from simply a page that shows like quick articles we've we've transformed outside of that we now do stuff in our community in our local area statewide and that comes from again understanding oh, that okay. we live in a, a, a much more malleable reality than we think saying that you're right i am one yeah. person but what does one person represent as an ideology? Can that person transcend who's the, who they are? So, heck yeah, take the DMT, yeah. go past your barrier, go past your understanding, and then spend the rest of your time trying to conceptualize what the heck happened. 
because that's the real reality. Right now, we're in like a we're like a we're like oh, yeah. a four eighty seven twenty p like world right now. We're like on an eight bit yeah reality. yeah yeah definitely we're over yeah. here playing game board. Yeah, yeah. We don't understand that we have like holographic yeah. realities, and the minute that you're able to understand exactly. that, that uh, and conceptualize it, maybe not fundamentally mm. access it and create it, but at least be aware of it, see the potentiality. You can start making a, a leap towards that, and that's. I feel like that's where I've spent yeah. my entire life as I'm aware of all of this stuff from the 30,000 foot view. And so I've spent my entire life trying to reach yeah. that 30,000 foot view, creating what is necessary to yeah. get me to that end goal. So no, you're 1,000% yeah. correct using words like a, 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 like a pyramid, like a hologram, like a simulation, like a game, because the minute that you're able to understand mm. this structure this the nature of reality like neo hate to sound cliche but like neo you're able to hack mm. the matrix and i'll say this right now mm. the only reason i am able to be here in this capacity is through god almighty that's who keeps giving me the downloads yes. that's who keeps giving me the information yes. Yes. that's who yes. keeps giving me the cheat codes because yeah. i don't know nothing yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I know a guy is well, and I know the, I, I want to tell you something else. I don't want to take too much of your time, but I know a guy, and um, he's on some madness. And it's like he was telling me ever since I was, <clears throat> ever since he's being born, he's never ever been able to follow the rules. And he says all of his life he's had, he's got like a kick, like an extreme kick out of breaking the rules and breaking the law. Like mm -hmm. I don't know, like some weird kick. And, he loves it and he says like every he says most nights he says he gets insomnia he can't sleep and he says it's like a like a like a download he says like he's getting like it's like a download of information and i don't really know what he means by that i mean there's, it's a longer story i don't want to take up too much of your time i don't know what he means by that but it's like he says he's kind of getting an information download similar to what i got through my experience obviously not to that extent but do you, do, you, do you kind of get what I'm trying yeah, to say? We're all on different frequencies and different wavelengths, and we all tune in at different things differently. Like, yeah. I'll put it to you this way. Like, yeah. the controlling elite, the satanic Illuminati, like, the folks at the top, they're like a, they're like a, they're like a individual ham radio operator that's tuning into the signal of Satan as he's sitting out, like, as he's mm. sending out radio transmissions and broadcasts to all of his underlings and whoever will sign them and whoever will take them out. There's very various people all throughout the world who are tuned into the signature and they're, they're, they're carrying out this mm. organization. It's a for real signal. It's a, it's a spirit. There are other people mm. who tuned into a higher frequency than that, God, who are aware of Satan's frequency and how he has minions who are carrying this type of stuff out. When your friend's talking about uh, getting the download, that's a very real thing. Uh, I'm not sure what he's tuned into, but you said that he gets a kick sometimes out of knowing he's breaking the laws. This is the this is the archetypal mindset of the left hand path, knowing that there is a natural order to things, and that through uh, through through conscious and organized spiritual rebellion, you can begin to tap into the the, the powers of the dark side, the powers of the of the things that that, that obstruct the natural flow of nature. Again adversarialism yeah. they know they're doing wrong so they're embracing the dark hand the, the left hand path trying to enable that 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 adversity uh does that make sense mm. 
Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, definitely. I know it sounds crazy. I'm glad you. No, no, it don't, it don't sound crazy at all. <laughs> Trust me, it don't sound crazy at all, mate. But yeah, I mean, have, have you ever broke through yourself? Have you had, have you had that experience? Yeah. I I have not done uh, I've not done DMT or ayahuasca. I've not had like a, a breakthrough okay. experience. Um, the closest I've mm. had is just like there there are moments there are moments where like I'll get so caught up like writing, researching, sometimes even putting together shows that I'll like, Yeah. I don't want to say like I'll disassociate from reality or have like a out of body experience, mm. but it's like, I'm like, it's like, mm. I'm literally peering into the future through my mind's eye. And I can just, I can see things like in a completely different way to where like, I don't, I can't, I can't pull the information back. I can just like experience just that moment. And then like in that crystal clarity moment, I, I, I try to have to like remember it. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but no, I've not had like a, uh, a breakthrough moment. Yeah. You need to, um, you, uh, you need to keep pushing, man. I hope you keep pushing up, leveling up because you're on a high level. You know it yourself. You know what I mean? You know it yourself out of everyone. It me out, bro. You know what level you're on, but, but no, that's the thing because I can I can imagine how much it trips you out because I can imagine how much responsibility you feel on your back. But you're doing a good job, man. Like I I, I kind of I don't know. Every every time I try to explain things like this, I kind of just get caught up in my own words. I feel like nobody understands what I'm saying. But it's like I don't know. It's I kind of feel like you're on some next kind of level next level shit compared to everyone else and I, I know you know it yourself you know what's crazy i think that you know it yourself i don't know but well, bro you're not like straight up the wife you told me this this morning she she had this like tongue-in-cheek kind of conversation where she was talking smack but i told her about like oh how, how i'm working with these different groups how i'm trying to get this this charity together like i'm not doing any jobs today because i have shows and i got to do this that and the third she 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 mm. looked she looked at me all weird and she's like, yeah, not talk, not not talking smack, but she's like, yeah, for sure. Like something, something else is working through you. Mind you, I've been with this lady for mm -hmm. several years now, but it was the yeah. way in which I was talking about all the recent work I'm involved in that she just looked at me like, like, like I wasn't this person she loved. She said, yeah, something else is working through you. And I say that because again, I could not be here were it not for the glory of God looking out for me and allowed for me to do this work. Um, and that's what I need to to that. Like I need to grab it. Like I need to. I don't know. That's one of the things what this experience has helped me view. It's like it's helped me kind of look at the bigger picture. And now I need to know that I need to these things. What it's taken out of me to let me see the bigger picture. I know that I need to replace it with good. And it's like I need. Just I know I need to elevate and I need to get on this schedule. I need to push myself. But I haven't been pushing myself for like two, three years, four years. I haven't been doing jack shit, and it's hard to get into that routine. It's hard to kind of change my mind and hold my mind and get into. But I'm aware. The, the thing is, I'm aware of it, and that's what's kind of just, that's the start. Kind of just pissing me off. Don't don't and and I and I mean this with all with with all due respect, bro. You got to learn to be kind to yourself during this time mm. period. Okay. Because you're getting rid of the old you to create a new you. You got to be kind to that old you that got you there to meet the new you, and that's mm. a part of the process as well. Yeah. Saying, you know what, I've got some things I need to work on, and if I don't treat myself with the respect I deserve, 
The new me is never going to be able to inherit these skills that I need. So as you make this transition into the new mm. you, be aware of it. But at the same time, be, be kind to yourself as you take, as you make this jump, because it's not going to be easy. Like if I were to get up over here and talk no. to you guys about all the things I, I, I like, I micromanage with myself. I would sound like I was back crap crazy, but it's because no. I want to be held accountable to myself. And I don't want other people to try to say, oh, yeah, EJ does this, or oh, this nigga's crazy, or oh, this, that, and third. No, I want to be held mm -hmm. accountable to myself and say, this is what I'm doing. And maybe that's what yeah. you're going through right now is how do you hold yourself accountable? Where do you start? And this is going to be difficult, bro, for, any, for, for you and for anybody else that's listening. These are not easy questions in a very chaotic no. time. And the easiest thing I can tell you, my yeah. friend, is right now we are in a multilateral, multifaceted, unilateral, like we're in a war. And, that, and right now, oh, there, yeah. is all, there is a need for all hands on deck. And so whatever you can do, yeah. it would, be it music, be it art, be it writing a book, uh, being it go out there in the community. Um, I'm going to start picking up hunting, not only so I can feed my family, but feed, feed other people's families as well. This is a multilateral yeah, yeah. multi war. Everybody has an asset, and that's what you need to be figuring out. Not how, not how you're slacking, yeah. but what you can contribute to this overall discussion. So again, be kind to yourself as you go through this transition, because it's not done, and you, yeah. will, see, you, you will see this, this phase in your life again. You'll go through this one and reach another level, and it'll be just as hard. So be kind to yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I appreciate your advice, man. And uh, just like I said, just, just keep doing your thing. I know we'll get. I know it's hard, and I know you. Know, I know what I need to do. I know what I'm gonna do to, to do my part here. I'm gonna do my part here. You just do yours, cause listen. I know you're on some next level, and, and I've always noticed it. But ever since I broke through, yeah, it's like. And I've been watching your your feed and your podcast to be like, whoa! I, I know what this guy's on. Like this, this guy's just a genuine, just such a genuine guy. Like such a genuine guy, man. Like people need to people need to understand. People need to think the way. Well, I don't want to say people need to think the way you think. So I don't know how you think, but it's like people just need to understand that we just need to help each other out because we're all the same thing. We're all that same energy man like we, we, it's a collective oh, it's like how oh, you say it's a collective but, uh, we're all we got bro it's crazy crazy stuff yeah. we're all we got, so, yeah. but make sure you see that link if you um if you remember bro i'd appreciate that i will i'll i'll, I'll attach it to to this episode too so everybody else that that, that does want to listen to it <clears throat> oh yeah well um i'll just find it that way then i'll just find it that way i'll go for your feed and um or even even if you just tell me what it's called now, you don't yeah, need to send no. it to me. Just, just tell me what I need to just, type. Uh, like I said, just message me after this. But give me one second. It is... Uh, it is the journey of the psychonauts. Yeah, there it is. I'm not sure. You might, you might be able to see this on your phone. You can see my cracked screen. It says the, the Wayfinder podcast, Journeys of the Psychonauts parts one through four and there is the little uh, graph that you're going to be looking for it's of a psychonaut 
I can't read it because all the writing's the wrong way around because it's in the camera. But I know what you said, I know what you said, and I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna get a good read. So uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate it. Like I appreciate it from my heart. You know what I mean? I appreciate. I I, I, I really appreciate it. I'm not just saying that. Like, but I, I'm not just saying that. I really. Well, I appreciate you coming over, telling your story, bro. Because this is, you know, when I talk about the DMT, the mushrooms, ayahuasca, like in passing, it it, it somewhat loses its mystique. And so I just, I really do appreciate you coming on and sharing your story and really walking through it so people understand it and give it a different light, especially, especially given the nature that we covered over here on this show. So I, I just appreciate you giving us your, your wisdom, brother. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on, bro. Be safe out there. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. Take care. There he goes. Bye. And so... And I'll put the, uh, I will for sure put the link for that in the description bar below. It is, a, again, a four-part, eight-hour series where you hear my psychedelic experience, my paranormal experience. You also hear J.C. Abbott and Adam Nix, the Wayfinder Podcast, Paranormal Experience. If, you know, if you're, if, if, if you're looking for quality content to listen to as your Thanksgiving-ing, as your Thanksgiving-ing, Giving thanks, yeah. As you're giving thanks, or you're done giving thanks, you can listen to that. It's it, it's very very uh, very very heavy for a reason. I would definitely recommend you guys listen to it. Uh, you can listen to the prequel, the hidden human history and practicing mindfulness and recovery and rediscovering wisdom. That's the prequel I did with Adam Nitz where we go into it. But I would definitely recommend you guys to check it out uh, because it is really really deep and it's really really cool. It's a mixture of supernatural paranormal and psychedelic with me and all my documents too so um i would definitely recommend you guys listen to it i'll put that in the description bar below fantastic conversation really man uh <laughs> fantastic conversation you know and the reason i wanted to get that on here i'm not sure how much time we have left um we don't have much time left so i'll just go ahead and try to wrap this up so I can shut it down for you guys. But the reason I wanted to get that story on there uh, as much as we could is because you do have a fair amount of people going through, going through a lot, man. And I guess again, because I take for granted that I have a lot of things keeping me kind of busy and a, a fantastic support network that if they see me struggling, they lift me up. Everybody else doesn't have that. So when I come up here breaking this stuff down, shouting all this stuff, I don't think about, uh, I guess I don't think about like how much I'm able to influence people and how everybody else is experiencing the, 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 the pandemic. Um, and so I wanted to get that up here because a lot of people are going through stuff with the pandemic, you know, unemployment, uh, the economy, uh, you know, Corona, the politics, a lot of people are going through stuff and they are, entering into the innerverse for answers. Here's a quick article headline comes from the Minds Unleashed. They put this up July 27th. Americans are dropping LSD at an increasing rate and acid use probably tripled in 2020 alone. So we weren't talking about LSD and acid. We were talking about DMT, ayahuasca, things like that. Because again, people are searching for answers. Uh, people, 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 they're searching for the truth. People are looking to understand what is happening. Why do I feel this way? What can I do about it? And I guess because 
to a degree, I lost my mind quite some time ago, quite some time ago. And I found it doing this and more. I have to be understanding of people who, who are going through that process, who, 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 who aren't going out to protests, who aren't conducting surveillance, who aren't doing defense trading, right? Who aren't running uh, covert ops, who aren't collecting information, who isn't getting out there in their, in their local community, right? Who's not battling people on the streets, who's not exposing like local council people. Not everybody does that. Not everybody does that, but they will. And so as people begin to understand themselves in this dra dramatic and chaotic time, we've got, to be we, we, we've got to be cautious of that. As you heard me tell the guest, we've got to be kind to people who are going through this transformational process. And so, yeah, sometimes, you know, I'm a little critical of DMT, LSD, ayahuasca, mushrooms, and psychedelics and, and stuff like that. It's because, you know, I look at our society and how, how we abuse stuff and how we're not doing things for wisdom. Um, but what's so interesting about what that caller said, there are so many things he said, but what was so interesting, he's like, ah, I don't want this. And it's like, no, you do. You just don't know how to process it. A lot of people have all of this knowledge, but don't know how to process it, don't know how to live with it, don't know how to enact it, don't know how to make it, a, integrate it, don't know how to make it a part of their, their normal lifestyle. This is why I say voting with your dollars and voting with your lifestyle are equally as important as showing up at the voting box every 365 days times four, whatever that is. I say that because we are the architects of our own future. You know, and I'll, I'll say this too because the caller was touching on, this, on a lot of things, man. That's, like, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I love getting messages from from the other side of the veil. I know that sounds crazy, but did you guys hear me just like break down to you like the spiritual hierarchy of the other side and how sometimes messages from the other side can, can, can come, come reach you? Um, I had a lot of people a couple years ago, ironically enough, right as soon as Trump's presidency started, I had a lot of messages from people who said that they were praying to their spirit guides, people who, who, who did seances and stuff that we kind of don't talk about over here on the show because it's very paranormal and supernatural when we try to shy away from it. I had a lot of people message me saying, hey, you know, we want to we want to let you know this, that, and the third. Hey, we want to let you know this is this is charted in your star path. Hey, we should let you know this, that, and the third. I remember doing a private show with Leslie Galbraith where she was able to do like my star chart off of uh, my, my, my the time I was born the date, the time, the place, the year, and all this other stuff. And she just like laid out where I was at. She wanted to do like a, a redo version, but I, I, I was busy and I was unable to. But it's just crazy hearing Jensen say that because what did I start this episode off saying about that 50, about that 60 year old Filipino man, how we are the reason, how we are the reinforcements, how we are somebody else's backup how the paradigm shift is occurring. And I'm grateful that people see that there is something else working through me. That's not me. That's what we should all be striving, striving for, is to have something greater than ourselves, which we represent, which we become the stewards of. And so a, a, a powerful call.
powerful call. Um, and this is, again, why I just say I'm so grateful to be able to be here in this capacity doing this type of work because, my God, it is a huge responsibility uh, to not only talk about these things, but to be about these things, right? And to help other people be about these things, right? Helping other people be about the work. I think, again, that's the biggest honor there is out here. You know, it's not only discovering my true self, but helping other people awaken to their own and come into their own and be about the truth, man, because that's, that's the really, that's really the most beautiful part. You know, that really is the most beautiful part. I, um, I love you guys, you know. I love you guys, even those that I haven't even seen yet. You know, even those of you that know more about me than me. Victor Coria, you you, you missed uh, a, a caller join in and talk about their transformative experience with DMT and um, how it how it brought them closer to themselves, and again how it revealed themselves to themselves. That's what you missed. Um, I unfortunately have to begin and start closing out this episode for you guys. God, my mind's just like rant. My mind's just like on all the stuff that that the caller was saying, and I just like I, I want to like jump right into it, but I don't have time, and I want to pull people on, but we don't have time, so I'm just like frustrated. So, happy Thanksgiving, Indigenous Peoples Day. That's like the only thing I can say to like clear my mind. Um. Here, here are the remaining topics, and I'll go ahead and start closing out, closing out for you guys. Uh, government is canceling holidays. I will literally be back here before you guys. December 1st. December 1st. Uh, December 1st is when I will be back here again with you guys. They are canceling Thanksgiving in places like Chicago. They're trying to cancel it out here in New Mexico and in other states. You can see them trying to cancel Thanksgiving, and you know they're going to try to cancel Christmas as well. This is going to create like a weird lockdown culture, which you've heard me alluding to throughout the entirety of this this pandemic. You're going to have like uh, uh, COVID-approved holidays, right? The same way that there are CIA-created CIA holidays and things like this. You're going to have World Health Organization-approved uh, celebrations whatever the hell that's going to mean. And that's going to again, radically shift how people celebrate, um, you know, with Jensen, what I wanted to talk about with him, you know, is again, the ego death and, you know, what type of spiritual revelations took place while he was underneath the influence. But that's a lot of what the holidays are, are these cycles of transformations, these cycles of letting go, letting go of interjective energy spheres, um, hangups, when you guys go listen to that four-part, eight-hour series with Adam, Adam Nix and J.C. Abbott, you'll hear me talk about, again, some of my own personal hiccups, my own personal hangups, the fact that I don't feel like I should be loved. I legit, admit, I, I legit admitted that and sometimes to a degree still feel that, and you'll hear me explain that in that, in that series. But a part of what holidays in this time period is, is for us to summon forth these emotions 
be aware of them, and then at the same time, move on. But if we're unable to go through these cycles of transformation, go through these cycles of the ego death, where we're able to bring up past things and then let them go, well, guess what? We build up. We hold on to these things. We allow for them to carry on in the next year. And we don't start with this clean slate. And so, yeah, when government cancels holidays, you've got to ask the question of what are they really canceling? Are they canceling the ability for people to change? Are they canceling the ability for people to come together, have fellowship, congregate, tell your mom and dad you love them? What is it that government is canceling? They're trying to cancel camaraderie. They're trying to, again, cancel natural human behavior. We didn't talk about that, but we'll talk about that in the next podcast episode, I'm sure. Government canceling holidays. I'll explain more on what I think lockdown culture is. You imagine a bunch of uh, virtue signaling, social justice warriors, the Karens and the Kins, who are going to be backed by the law to shut down your Christmas celebrations. Could you imagine that next year? A bunch of Antifas running around saying, are you celebrating on Christmas? <clears throat> World Health Organization said you weren't allowed to. <clears throat> And then they, then, then they destroy your house because, well, they're allowed to because of COVID. Could you imagine that taking place? I'll talk more about lockdown culture in the future, but uh, this is all what's going on. You know, communitarians, communists, libertarians, what will replace Republicans and Democrats, political escalations on both sides, all of this and more. The timing popped down, says we've got about a minute and 40 seconds. We exist because Republicans and Democrats failed us. We exist because Republicans and Democrats failed us. Flat truth. I would not be here if feckless Republicans and inept Democrats did their job. We exist because they failed us. And when I tell you that it is now our turn to inherit the mantle, that this is a part of the paradigm shift, that we have to step up, it's this and more. There is more that is required of us besides just being social media approved. There is more to us and the work that we should be doing besides just bypassing censorship. We're just getting started. We're just trying to figure out what weapons to use first. But I've got a couple more seconds and I wanna say thank you guys for tuning into this edition Sorry I didn't read all your comments. Sorry I didn't get more people on. That was a fantastic call. And again, by the time you guys are listening to this, it's going to be Thanksgiving. I hope you spend some time with your loved ones and you give them a kiss on the cheek from me. And I hope you understand that I will be back here again, Lord willing, coronavirus free, next Tuesday. So you guys be safe and pray for me. Pray for, pray, pray for me. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for America. Pray for the world. I'll talk to you guys real soon. Be safe.